Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. Our affordable $199 GRE course includes everything you need to ace your GRE. Full textbook, tons of GRE questions backed by our memory science algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code PODCAST will get you 10% off at checkout. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, please contact me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic. Now, let's get started. So today we've got someone very special on, Clay Daniel. Clay, do you want to say hello and maybe introduce yourself and share a little bit about how your both your story of like how you got into GRE tutoring and also a bit about your firm? Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great to, to be here today. Um, I'd love to talk about uh, test prep and um, working with students and kind of, I, I think of test prep as, as really two puzzles. There's the puzzle of the test itself and there's the puzzle of the student's mind. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun, the nexus of how those come together. Um, but this is something I've been doing, well, I actually started doing it way back in college in the 90s. And I've done it in a, in a number of different formats, in a classroom format. Um, but through kind of a winding road of um, some different different kind of vocational options. In 2009, I, I felt mm. um, inspired to, to kind of take that test prep knowledge, but but start a firm that um, was focused not really on, on, on the classroom approach, but on a, a highly personal, relational, um, flexible, really con- consulting, or, or you might even say kind of personal training for um, for the, these tests, you know, that, that's the analogy that we like to use. Um, you, you go to the gym, you have a, you have a personal trainer and they're going to tailor exactly, um, kind of what, what the program looks like to, to your goals. And, and we like to think that, um, that we do that with, with tests like the, the GRE and, um, we've been at it since 09, um, and, uh, are increasingly doing that online. Um, our firm is, is, uh, growing into, into new areas and um uh-huh. we have a we have a team that has fun doing it yeah absolutely and and the firm is is claiborne education for those googling at home correct should have said um, my name thank you tyler <laughs> yeah no that's okay <laughs> so let's uh let's jump into the first topic then um i mean we might do a couple episodes here because you came in with such a great list but uh this one i love you call it the window concept for the GRE quant section can you explain what that means it's the window concept is the idea that recognizes something relatively obvious and that's that when you're going over a question in practice for the GRE you're never going to see exactly that question so Mm -hmm. you know what is what does success look like it it doesn't look like memorizing the approach to some question and, and keep in mind, that's very different from math that's done in school, whether high school or college. You know, you're typically, you're taught a method, then you get the assessment and you reproduce the method on the assessment. I mean, maybe the numbers change a little bit, but you're basically running through exactly what you've been taught. The mm-hmm. whole nature of a standardized test like the GRE is that it's a it requires problem solving and, and critical thinking beyond just what the problem is presenting to you. So um, so each, the window concept is that each problem is in a sense like a metaphorical window through which you look out onto the concepts that are going to be relevant for the test. And 
mm-hmm. the more challenging the problem, the more diverse or the higher number of concepts that that problem might be a composite of. And so you almost need to, not just to solve the problem, but look through the problem to the concepts that underlie it and feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you can check all of those boxes, take that concept and apply it in a different setting. So in that sense, it's looking, it's doing more than just solving the problem in front of you. Yeah, it's basically you start with the diagnoses and then you got to operate. <laughs> right. And, if, and like you say, the diagnoses, that involves the, the brain of the test taker. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. remembers different things. And you know, the classic refrain of the GRE student is, I haven't done this in fill in the blank. Five years, 10 years, 15 years, right. you know, it's, it's usually been a while since they've done what's on the GRE quant section. And so that's part of it as well. It's a window into what, what you remember and what you don't and helping you kind of reassemble that picture. Great. Well, I, um, in our prep, we talked about this uh, for the audience. You've come prepared with some example questions, which I think is an awesome way to demonstrate this. And so what we're going to do just for the audience is we're going to link to this. It's an ETS sample question PDF. So it comes from the makers of the GRE, and it's publicly available. And we're going to link to it in the description of this episode. Um, but yeah, why don't you get started in just talking us through the first problem? Sure. Great. Yeah, there's two problems that I'd love to share with you that I think illustrate the window concept in different ways. Uh, so the first one mm-hmm. is uh, from section five, number three of uh, this this PDF, which of course, you know, this would be taking the, the GRE on, on paper for practice, even though it's of course delivered uh, by computer. So number three is a quantitative comparison problem. In fact, both of them are quantitative comparison problems. Um, that's a little bit by accident, but I think these two problems best illustrate the window concept. Um, so mm-hmm. number three says this, says the, the kind of intro information or background is 4% of S is equal to 3% of T. And then it tells you that they're both greater than zero and you're supposed to compare S and T. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by the window concept is you we don't want just want students to kind of read that, put their heads down and immediately start writing an equation. Now, mm-hmm. an equation might be the best way to solve this, but good test prep um, takes into account as you kind of look through that window that there may be multiple ways to solve it and, and multiple concepts under underlying this. Um, mm-hmm. So we could write 0. 0.04 times S equals 0. 0.03 times T and try to make those two interact. But there's problem solving. And the GRE, another way to say that, is that the GRE has a ton of reasoning or logic uh, that you can bring to bear, uh, which should be encouraging to a student who's been using their their reasoning even more recently, let's say, or far more recently than maybe they've been using their math skills. Right. So, so look at that comparison. 4% of S is 3% of T. We like to come up with memorable ways to make a comparison um, or, or to to kind of execute a math problem. And the the approach here, I would call the principle of help. And you could illustrate it this way. Let's, so I'm, I'm five foot foot nine on a good day. You know, if I go to the doctor's office, they'd probably, I'm probably rounding up a little bit, but let's say my student is, is, is five foot 11. And Mm -hmm. if, if I would ask, 
Um, if, if we're both trying to get to six feet, we both need to step on, let's say, a small raised area to get to six feet. Which of us needs more help? Well, I'm the right. shorter one, right? So I need more help. The principle of help means more needs to be added to me in order for me to reach the equal place. Now, right. So think again about the problem. 4% of S is equal to 3% of T. It almost sounds like T is the smaller number because it has the smaller percent until you realize, right. wait a minute, S is getting more help in this equation. S is getting multiplied by 4%. T is only getting multiplied by 3%. So who's getting helped more? That would be S. Mm -hmm. And that's that's analogous to, to me in this picture, right? To I'm the shorter one. I'm the one that needs the help to get to six feet. And right. And the columns are just comparing S and T. There's there's actually no math that's required if you apply that reasoning to the problem and realize S is smaller, it needs more help. Right. Yeah, because that was immediately how I tried to solve it. Was I was like, okay, well, you know, even using like your goal concept of like, okay, let's say what number would each of them need to be to equal one? Yeah. Right. Just right. to get to one. Like you can tell that... <laughs> One of them is going to need 25 and the other will need 33, right? Right. Or like 33.333 yeah. times itself. So that actually, yeah, that's a very cool way to illustrate it. Yeah, and it's intuitive, right? Because, you know, it connects to something more than just the math or the algebra that you could use. Right. Well, and not to mention um, the other thing, too, is that it takes very little time to solve. You don't yes. really have to solve anything. Right. Yeah, time is of the essence. It certainly is. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it would be nice, you know, and I think students that are well-grounded in textbook approaches can struggle mm -hmm. a lot with with the timing because, you know, it'd be nice to be able to do the textbook approach on every problem, but very few students can do that fast enough to finish the whole section. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially like one of the biggest things you just did is cut a minute off somebody's like problem solving time right so that's pretty cool so yeah that sounds great thanks for the first one sure. so for the second one do you mind reading it off and then walking us through it absolutely and and this one it's it's pretty easy to hear and 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 um, visualize because there's not much information um, the the background is simply that x is greater than y um, this mm -hmm. is number six by the way in the same section x is greater okay. than y that's all we know and, you know, the student should be kind of thinking, let's not make assumptions here. Let's leave that wide open. We could be positives, negatives, zero, mm -hmm. both positive, both negative, both zero. The columns are asking us to compare the absolute value of X plus Y and the absolute value of X minus Y. So those, mm. are, those are the two columns. So a problem like this, I think, is a window onto the entire concept of plugging in numbers. On GRE, okay, and, uh, and 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 that you really want to think in categories. We train our students to think in categories, and each category will have an example number that you would use. But okay. good number sense means you're you're thinking these categories will probably behave the same way, uh, and those would be you know positive integers, negative right. integers, right? That's the first two, so whole numbers mm -hmm. on the positive or negative side. Uh, then there's zero, of course, which often behaves in ways because it's so, I like to talk about the weirdness of zero. You know, it's, right. it's so different that it often helps you get to an answer. 
Um, yeah, or at least eliminate an answer choice. Or eliminate, yeah, absolutely. Right, so plugging in zero can be very helpful. And then, of course, what we haven't talked about is the non-integers, so fractions, um, both on the positive and negative side. Uh, but we might, we especially like to narrow that down from the range between, from zero to one and zero mm -hmm. to negative one. Okay. Uh, because numbers behave oddly there. And I like to call the range between zero and one opposite world, you know, because usually you multiply by something and it gets larger. That's, that's intuitively what we think the word multiply means to make something bigger right. or more numerous. But if you multiply by a number between zero and one, you're making it smaller times a half times a third times mm -hmm. a fourth. Um, and then you put that on the negative side, zero to negative one, and there's a couple of weird things happening. It's it's becoming smaller in absolute value terms. Right. It's actually becoming larger because it's getting closer to zero. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we would we would typically spend more time kind of covering this ground and making sure that like all of the categories, the behavior of the number in those categories would be you know as would be well grasped by the student. Um, but its application to this problem is just to say, keep in mind that there are all these different behaviors of numbers. And so you don't want to make assumptions based on, say, just plugging in two positive numbers or two negatives in this case. Um, we're going to want to keep going until we realize, as this problem teaches us, that there are actually multiple relationships between A and B, column A and column B. We could we could make them equal by making y equal to zero, right? So that x plus y mm -hmm. and x minus y will be the same thing, even with the absolute value bars around them. Right. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Right? Zero doesn't change anything. Um, and that's actually the best outcome to get because now all we need to do is show that we could have a different relationship between the quantities mm -hmm. and we immediately know the answer is D. And we can indeed show right. that with any number of you don't really need to go beyond integers and zero on this one. You don't need to use the fractions. Um, but there are definitely yeah. other cases where you'd say, look, integers are giving me all quantity. A keeps being bigger when I'm using integers, but let's not assume yet that quant that a is the answer. Let's try fractions because they might behave differently. And right. so in that we've looked through the window. Very cool. Yeah, so that's that's basically five categories then. It's positive integers, negative integers, positive fractions between zero and one, negative fractions between zero and one, and then of course zero, which zero is a great number for screwing a lot of these problems up in a way that helps you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's kind well, of that like, all... uh, I was just going to say, it's, it's like you trying to use the square on Tetris. You know, the square is the worst block to get because it's hard to fit in there, but it's, it's kind of, you want that kind of thing on a standardized test because mm -hmm. if you can make something not fit, maybe you can eliminate it. Right, exactly. Very cool. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Clay. This is a lot of fun, and I think that was a really good lesson. Cool. Um, anything else you wanted to say before we you give us a little spiel about what you guys do and then we log off? Uh, no, I think that's yeah, that that's great. I think that sums it up well. All right, cool. Then, yeah, tell us a little bit about Claiborne before we head off here. Sure. Well, as I mentioned, Claiborne uh, is, is focuses on um, kind of this personal training relationship with the client. We are we are a consultancy, um, and part of the 
way that we show that is just an initial like diagnostic and consultation process for which we don't charge the client. We're not interested in right. packing students into a classroom um, or just kind of, you know, increasing the bottom line in that sense. Our, our program uh, is, is right, right for some. And we, I mean, we think it's the best out there because, you know, <laughs> I guess we wouldn't be worth much if we, if we didn't think that, but it's about the client and whether it's a fit um, for, for him or her, how many hours make sense, what the goal is. Um, so I, I would really say it's an invitation to, to start a conversation and figure out if, if this makes sense. Um, that, that makes us, us feel like we're doing this with integrity. Um, right. You know, if you, we can, we can have that conversation and go forward when it makes sense. And, and when we do, you know, hopefully this gives you a taste of how we approach things. And a lot of students have found that it kind of unlocks the test for them and in ways that bring results. Um, but it starts with a conversation. Fantastic. Thank you, Clay. Really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, we Claiborne education, you can Google it, or, um, I'll also provide a link in the description to that as well. Um, so this has been Jiri Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable. You can check out our Jiri course for free at achievable.me and use the code podcast at checkout to get 10% off. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.